be a master conversationalist and captivate everyone's attention, you're in the right place. Because in this video, I am sharing with you everything I wish school taught me sooner. I am teaching you what it takes to become a person who knows how to influence, communicate, and persuade effectively. You will not only become a better communicator, but you will make so much more money, have way deeper relationships, and have a way bigger impact compared to people who are doing the same things as you. Because now when people look at you, they want to listen to you. They respect you. They like you. And when you can have that kind of power over the people around you, you, my friend, are one of a kind. But with that being said, let's get into what not to do. The first thing you should not do in a conversation is ask too many personal questions. And you're probably thinking to yourself, like, Simi, isn't that kind of obvious? No, it's not. Because you'd be surprised how many people are talking to people who they just met and they're either A, asking way too many questions or B, are getting way too personal. So for example, if you're on a date with someone, the last thing you want to do is bring up things like politics or what is their view of marriage or what do they think about a prenup. You'd be surprised how many random DMs I get from people who ask me the most personal questions ever and I haven't even met them. So if they're doing that with strangers online, can you imagine what these people are doing in real life on dates or in networking situations? Big no. Number two of what you shouldn't do is to speak more than you listen. You want to listen more than you speak. You want to be interested, not interesting. And you're probably thinking, well, if I don't talk as much, how do I sell myself? How do I get people to take me seriously? How do I showcase what I'm worth? If you analyze and you look at some of the most successful people in this world, you'll realize that quiet confidence is loud confidence. The people who truly know their value, what they're worth, and what they've accomplished won't be in environments where they are talking the most. They actually will be the most quiet. They will be the ones listening and analyzing their environment. And what ends up happening is when you make space to let the other person speak, not only are you more mindfully engaging in that conversation, but you're going to ask way better questions, which is going to make them feel heard and acknowledged. And subconsciously, the other person actually likes you way more. I once had this friend in college where anytime I was just talking about something that I was reflecting on, this girl would always try to to make the conversation about her and she would be like yeah oh my gosh that happened to me I just went into this situation and I could totally relate chances are the reason that she was doing that was because she thought that her sharing and speaking over me meant that she was actually gonna be more relatable and establish a connection with me in reality it actually backfires because I promise you when you're genuinely interested in what someone is saying they will remember you as someone who is so real who is so authentic and who is so engaging and those those are three qualities that if you have, you will be respected. Number three is to stop trying to impress other people. Because when you enter a conversation or an interaction and the first thing that's on your mind is, man, how do I make such a positive impression on this person? You're instantly telling yourself that you don't think you're worthy of that impression because you have to overanalyze and overthink how you're coming across, what you're saying, how is your body language showcasing? You don't need to do that. You don't need to impress anyone. So now when you stop trying to impress them, they now think of you as more competent. And now people are going to want to impress you. And that is a mindset switch that you have to be okay with because this is all about self-worth. If you know your value, who you are, what you stand for, and why people should respect you, you sure as hell better believe that other people in that room will start treating you the way that you treat yourself because how you see yourself is what sets the standard for how other people see you. 
Number four of what you shouldn't do is don't monopolize a conversation. When you go into a conversation and you're monopolizing the entire interaction, you, my friend, are the most annoying person on this planet. I'm sorry, but it's true. For example, if you're talking to a friend and this friend just went on the most amazing date of her life, she had the time of her life, and then you add a story about your personal experience, you probably are thinking, oh, isn't that me trying to connect with this person? Isn't that me establishing rapport? No. Because when someone is sharing what they are experiencing, what their accomplishments are, they just want to be listened. They just want to be heard and acknowledged. They don't necessarily want someone who's trying to insert their own inflictions and their own opinions or their own unsolicited advice into the narrative. Part two, how to have high power conversations. The first thing you're gonna do is you're going to communicate in as few words as possible. You're not going to ramble. The less you speak is the more chance you give someone else to create their own context around what you're saying. Because being direct and concise doesn't necessarily mean that you're not explaining everything in the most beautiful way possible. It just makes it easier for the other person to comprehend and understand and internalize. So let's say that you are with your partner and you created this rule where you both have to make sure that once you eat, you put the dishes into the dishwasher. And let's say your boyfriend didn't do that and it really pissed you off. Now, some of you, I guarantee you, will go into that interaction with your boyfriend and you'll be like, I want you to stop doing that. I want you to stop leaving your dishes in the sink. I am so sick of it. I just want you to listen to what I have to say without me having to repeat myself. You just triggered that person. You just made that person defensive. Now his fight or flight instincts are kicking in because now he feels like he needs to defend himself versus if you communicated with as few as words as possible without going on a ramble while still being respectful. How do you do that? Well, you do that by using softeners in your communication. Instead of saying, I want you to start unloading the dishwasher every single morning. You say this, I would really like for both of us to have equal chore distribution. So if you're up for it, maybe we can sit down and create a system so that we make sure that we're on the same page. Softeners help you communicate in a clear way without coming across as abrasive. So it could be things like maybe consider or perhaps or I'd like us to. If you can master the art of getting your point across with logic and poise, you will make everyone love you. Number two is to use I statements instead of you statements. Let's say that your husband has this horrible habit of going to the toilet and peeing and not putting the toilet seat back down and you are absolutely sick of it. You can either A, go up to your husband right there and then and be like, you left the toilet seat up. That is so disgusting. I am so sick of it. Can you please stop doing that? Or you can be like this. I really feel understood and appreciated when you take the time to do something that I already told you to do. I feel like I've told you many times that you leave the toilet seat up and I get you probably forget, but I would really appreciate if you would just remember and put it down because it's one of my things that really, really triggers me and I just don't wanna have to fight about that with you. You say how I feel, I feel better, I feel misunderstood, I feel disrespected. Instead of you disrespected me, you hurt me, you cheated on me, Hell no, that is just so annoying. Big difference, 
biggest game changer. Number three is to be aware of the spotlight effect. The spotlight effect basically means that you feel like whenever you're in an environment or a situation, you think that everyone is paying attention to you. You think that everyone is judging you. You think that everyone is thinking that you're crazy. Exactly. What if the people you think are judging you are admiring you? What if people look at you and they're like, wow, I really want to be like her. I remember in 2021, I went to this Tony Robbins event for the first time. And I remember I was so scared because I thought that everyone around me was judging me and they were all paying attention to me. And so what I would do back then is that I would take my phone and I would always pretend like I was texting someone or I was calling someone because I just wanted to look like I was busy and I, I had a life. And so when I made this switch and I stopped doing that and instead I decided to walk into a room and I started to look at my surroundings and I started to pace myself, it naturally gave off this energy like I was very convicted and selfish. Sure. When it comes to you doing things that are outside your comfort zone, whether it's making videos online or speaking on stages or entertaining people or doing a presentation, you are judging yourself so much more than how other people are judging you. Because everyone in this world is so focused on what they're doing, how they're coming across, if other people like them, that they just don't have time to give a shit about you. And that should liberate you. That should make you think, oh wow, this means that I can show up in my badassery I can talk the way I talk, I can walk the way I walk, I can think the way I think, I can dress the way I like to, and I don't have to worry about what everyone else thinks of it. Because the moment you stop caring about what other people think of you is the moment that you start living your most radically authentic life. And that is a life worth living. Tip number four, be disruptive and be polarizing. When you can show your true self by being vulnerable and when you communicate with that vulnerability, you're doing three things. You're getting people to like you, you're getting people to trust you, and you're getting people to connect with you. And these three things are the foundations of what it takes to get people to pay attention to you. Now, vulnerability is a very, very deep topic because there comes a point where you can sometimes be too vulnerable and too warm where now when you talk to people, they won't respect you. Now they look down upon you because now you don't look as competent. But when you're competent and you combine that with vulnerability and you showcase your emotions and your stories and you articulate them, that is a secret powerful sauce because not only are you competent but you're warm and those two ingredients are what charisma means and I have a whole video about that here if you want to watch that I'm not kidding when I tell you that being polarizing is the most effective way to become a master conversationalist because you won't get heard if your ideas aren't worthy of getting heard this doesn't mean that you don't have good ideas it means that you're not communicating your ideas in a way that gets people's attention and the way you do that is when you are candid and that comes with intelligence because you have to be willing to study the people around you, to read resources, and then to derive your own opinions and perceptions and beliefs around that. And that happens when you stop agreeing with everything around you. It happens when you start developing your own self-agency where you can go, you know what? I don't agree with that. And I'm gonna make sure I tell people why. And when you do that, you get people to resonate with you. Tip number five is all about mastering your nonverbal communication. Studies have literally proven that people create your first 
impressions based on your body language. They determine how much they like you, trust you, and want to listen to you. So if your body language isn't in check, you naturally are repelling people in the first glance of an eye. Online, when you're speaking to a camera or you're on Zoom, you have to make sure that you kind of dial up a notch on your body language and your expressions because the energy you're giving to a camera is not the same as an in-person interaction. So you always want to make sure that your nonverbal communication conveys two things. It conveys authority and it conveys trust. And so the way you do that is by walking with a deliberate, slow, and intentional pace that doesn't show off that like you're fidgeting or you're uncomfortable or you're a little bit distracted because that makes you subconsciously perceived as less competent. Tip number six is all about speaking with confidence. Did you know that research has proven that how you say something is five times more important than what you say? Now, everyone naturally has a tone and a voice inflection. And so when you're on a phone call or you're pitching an idea or you're selling a service or you're speaking to the community on the camera, you have to be so mindful of your voice inflection. So a lot of people, when they speak, they do something that's called an upward voice inflection. This is what it is. Hey everyone, so I just wanted to let you know that I'm hosting my first ever meditation retreat and I'm just so excited and I really hope you come and join. Yeah, if you're trying to state a fact or sell an idea, you wanna make sure that you don't speak like that. And instead you wanna speak like this. Hey everyone, I am so excited to announce that on the 5th of February, I will be hosting my first ever meditation retreat. And I am so, so excited. It's been in the works for so, so long and I can't wait to share more details with you. So just stay tuned. I'm lowering it with a downward inflection and that communicates conviction. And it's very important if you're a woman and you have a really high pitched tone like me, it's something you need to be mindful of when you're speaking and you're sharing an idea or you're selling a product. Because when you communicate like this, or do you get me? Or do you understand me? It's like, bitch, I don't get you. I don't understand you. You just look like you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Don't do that. Alrighty, so now that we've covered part two, let's get into part three, which is how to master small talk. The first thing you want to do is that you want to start having more low pressure conversations. Low pressure conversations are when you're having conversations that are really not as important because the more you're able to be okay and comfortable in low pressure stakes is the better you'll be at high pressure stakes. Let's say you're at the gym and you see a girl and she is just so badass. Like she is lifting the best weights. She's doing all this equipment and you want to learn from her you could easily go up to her and be like wow you are absolutely killing it I want to be able to lift the way you do one day something so so simple but it just opens up a gate of communication and that's a low pressure conversation because like even if that person doesn't like you it's not a make or break where you're gonna lose your job so just being able to have these low pressure conversations makes it way way easier down the road to go into higher profile networking events and be able to naturally strike up a conversation there you just have to start somewhere now my second tip for small talk is related to professional situations and that is to frame what you say based on who you're speaking to let's say you're in a professional situation and someone asks you what you do for a living I want you to frame your answers based on three things the first thing is who are you speaking to the second thing is what is your conversation resume and the third is how can you frame this conversation to provide value to that other person so let's say you're an entrepreneur or you're a creative it's way easier to talk to an entrepreneur 
entrepreneur or creative about what you're doing because they get it. But if you say that same thing to someone who is an aerospace engineer, it's going to be so much harder for them to comprehend what you do and what you mean. So you always want to make sure you know who you're speaking to. If it's an audience, you want to understand what your audience is about. What are their personal psychographic pain points? Because now you know how to communicate in a way that will cater to what they want to hear. And this is so important, especially in public speaking, because you could have the same speech that you're speaking to everyone with, but you'll always have to change parts of that based on who you're speaking to. Tip number three to mastering small talk is to give compliments. There's three categories of compliments. You can give a compliment to a person based on how they look. So their fashion, their accessories, or their style. You can give a compliment based on things that they own. So their house, their car, their material goods. And then the third one, which is the best type of compliment, is giving a compliment based on how they act. Maybe it's their courage to change careers. Maybe it's their bravery to show up and speak on camera. If we look at the world the way it is, the majority of compliments you will be getting in your life are superficial compliments. Oh my God, I love your house. I love your car. Your face is so beautiful. I love your outfit. And you can give these compliments because you don't need to know much about a person to give them. And there's nothing wrong with with giving these compliments because there's a place for them. But the problem is that they become super stale really fast because we as humans at our core want to be appreciated for who we are not what we have. And that is where so many people go wrong. Instead, you wanna go a little bit deeper and it's uncomfortable, but that is where you create the best connections with people. So the other weekend, my family and I decided that we wanted to go to this Indian restaurant and we're so obsessed with it. It's like we go there for a specific dish. And so we went there. And the thing about this restaurant is that it's all operated by a family. Some of them are in high school and then some of them are in middle school and then some of them are really, really young. And so whenever we go to the restaurant, we're always greeted by the dad because he always remembers us and then his son who's in high school is always like serving us and whenever I go there and I see that young boy I'm always so so inspired by him because when I was that age on Friday nights I wasn't working at a restaurant I was going out hanging out with my friends and having sleepovers and so whenever my family sees this boy we always talk about it because he's working so so hard at such a young age and it's just so admirable because he's developing such real life skills and he's valuing the measure of hard work. The reason I'm sharing this with you is because this is a type of compliment that I could give to this young boy because that is a compliment that showcases that you see something deeper in that person beyond what they're doing because that boy sure as hell has friends in high school who are not working on Friday nights but when he is greeted by a stranger who is able to give him this type of compliment, it makes that person feel so good and so heard and so respected. And it can make a person who feels really lonely in life suddenly feel so heard and respected and acknowledged. That is just so powerful. And I really, really respect a person who can do that because a lot of people are not self-aware and do not take the time to look at people beyond the scope of what they see because they are so self-centered. They are constantly thinking about themselves. And that is why I put this in small talk because a compliment can either be really superficial or it could be the best type of compliment that can open up a relationship and can give you opportunities beyond what you think. If you're networking with someone and you want to do a podcast with them, if you can say something to that person that catches them off guard and makes them go, wow, how did you know that about me? Wow, that is a really deep thought. 
You, my friend, are so memorable. I have studied so many speakers and interviewers, and the reason that I love certain people is because of this simple thing. It's the fact that they are so emotionally and conversationally intelligent that they can go beyond the superficiality of a compliment. When you do this, everything changes. You become more influential, persuasive, powerful, respected, and loved. So don't underestimate that. If you watch this entire video, thank you so much. If there's something specifically that caught your eye, let me know in the comment section below. I would love to hear it. Also, if you want to see more of me, you can follow me on Instagram, listen to my podcast, join my newsletter. All of that is in the description box below. But you can go ahead and watch this video right here. It's a perfect segue to this one. And I love you guys and I will see you guys in my next video.